In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A new beginning. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in the second half of May, we are surrounded by graduation ceremonies and graduation receptions. Just the other day, the seniors at NEW Lutheran High School stopped by Faith Preschool so that we, the staff and the students could congratulate them on their well-earned accomplishment. And so today, we honor and celebrate our high school, college, and higher, grad, higher education graduates of faith. This all has me reflecting on my own high school graduation some 13 years ago already. At my high school graduation, I felt relieved that something had come to an end. That chapter of my life was over. Of course, it wasn't only an end to that point in my life. It was also a new beginning, or a start, as I would begin the next chapter in my life. Now, in light of our reading from Acts today, I can't help but think of the new beginning that the disciples were experiencing. A much more significant beginning than my graduation ever was. In the text, the apostles are beginning a new era. For 40 days after Easter, the apostles had it made. They were able to walk and talk with the risen Christ. For over five weeks, the risen Christ would continue to appear to them, teach them, and prepare them for a time when he would no longer be with them, physically or visually. It would be a big change for the, the apostles, but Jesus had been preparing them for, this, for, this, for some time, even before he suffered and died. Now, this is a reality that the disciples, or the apostles, had to face. The risen Christ would indeed leave them. He would ascend into heaven, where he would sit at the right hand of the Father. The apostles, then, would be tasked to carry on the ministry that Jesus had begun. They would be tasked to continue telling people about salvation in Christ. Indeed, they would find themselves at a new beginning. After 40 days, it was time for Jesus to ascend, just as he had, just as he had said that he would do just as he had promised, just as the disciples had been prepared for. All that the Father had sent him to do, he had finished. And now Jesus would go up and take his place at the right hand of the Father, where he would be given all authority and power of heaven and earth, and be in control of all things. With Jesus then ascended into heaven, the apostles would have a new beginning. They would enter into an interval of time of 10 days between the Ascension and Pentecost. Just as Jesus, as Jesus had told them to do, they rushed back to Jerusalem and they waited there for the fulfillment of the promise of the Holy Spirit, that promise that would be fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. And so the disciples waited in great anticipation for the day when they would receive power from on high. That day when the Holy Spirit would come upon them. But they did not waste their time while they waited. 
They did not simply cower away for 10 days and do nothing. No, immediately after the ascension, they rushed back to Jerusalem, where they had spent much time in prayer, continually blessing God in the temple. Not only that, if they were to continue this ministry of Jesus, there is business to tend to. There is work to be done. First, they had to select someone who was qualified to fill the unfortunate vacancy left by Judas. The candidate had to be a competent witness to all that had happened the pre previous three years, from the baptism of John until the ascension. The candidate had to be a competent witness, therefore, to the resurrection as well. There were two men who met this qualification, Bersabbas and Matthias. And so they cast lots for them to decide which of the two would, they would choose. The lot eventually fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the apostles and shared in the ministry. This time that the apostles entered was not going to be easy for them. The apostles had this reality to deal with. They were still in the world. They were still living in the world that had the effects of sin. There would be sickness. There would have, they would have troubles. They would have fiery trials. They would face temptations. They would have doubts and fears. And though Jesus had told them that he would not leave them as orphans, I am sure that at times they felt as if they had been left to fend for themselves. After all, they were human, just like us. They were not promised an easy life. Just take Peter's word for it. As Peter said, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But know that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Peter knew this firsthand. He would face fiery trials. He would experience suffering. Peter himself would be put to death. As a matter of fact, many of the apostles experienced suffering. Many of the apostles were put to death. This does not change the fact, though, that Christ was certainly in control. He was in control, for he would send the Holy Spirit. And by the working of that Spirit, the apostles were strengthened and upheld, even in the midst of suffering and persecution. By the working of the Holy Spirit, they would be kept in the name of the Father. They would, they would be kept and preserved in the true faith. Just as Peter writes, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And all that they would face, good and bad, their needs would be cared for. And they would be enabled to spread that news of salvation in Christ. As it was for the apostles, so it is for us too. We find ourselves in this interval of time between the Ascension Day and Christ's second coming. And during this time, we are still in the world. We face troubles. We face fiery trials. We live lives that are plagued with guilt. Often we feel burdened with shame. 
and are bombarded with pain, whether it be physical pain, emotional pain, or spiritual pain. Physical pain from an illness, emotional pain or hurt over a loved one who has strayed, or over a loved one, what a loved one is going through. And at times, it can be hard to see God at work in the world when we are surrounded by these things. We often feel as though we have been left alone, hopeless, having to fend for ourselves. Even in times when our faith is strong, we are bullied or victimized because of our faith. Some new beginning this is. At times we begin to think things would be much better if Jesus would have just stayed here on earth. Then we could see him physically in in a tangible way. But, as Jesus had promised the disciples, holds true for us too. We are not left alone. We are not left to fend for ourselves. We are not left as orphans. No, God sends us a helper and a comforter. He sends us the Holy Spirit, who is constantly at work, strengthening and upholding us in the true faith. And we have comfort knowing this too. Our Lord Jesus, who was born of human flesh, who shed his holy and precious blood for us, who died, who was buried, who rose again, who ascended to the right hand of the Father, that Jesus is in control of all things. And from his throne in glory at the right hand of the Father, Jesus personally continues to forgive sins day after day, healing bruised and hurting souls, bestowing life and every blessing in this dying world by means of a spoken word. Yes, he continues to do this. He continues to come to us. He continues to dwell in us and with us. Jesus is indeed present with us in his word, in the means of grace, baptism, the Lord's Supper. Where Jesus is present, there is peace once more, even in the midst of distress and heartache. And so we find that every day is a new beginning in Christ. To be sure, every day we die to sin and are brought to life in Christ by the working of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to know a remarkable thing? By the tangible means of his word, his body and blood, in with and under the bread and wine, Jesus remains present with his church until the end of time. He has not left us alone. He is here to rescue, tend, and bless all his own. In this interval of time that we are in, our faith is grounded in this reality, in Christ Jesus, begotten from the Father, born of the Virgin, crucified, died, and buried. But then on the third day, he rose again from the dead, and 40 days later ascended into glory, just as we confess in the creeds. And the one who did all this, our Savior, is the one in whom we place all our trust and hope. He did all this, that we may be his own and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. And this will carry us to the end, when we will have a new beginning, 
in the new heaven and the new earth when our bodies and souls will be reunited in the resurrection of the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus.